We live, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, hey. Welcome to another edition. Pardon my ugly. You did. It's gonna get pretty fucking ugly today. God damn it. Oh boy. Yeah, it's gonna get gonna get pretty fucking ugly today. Talking about politics. Shit. I know. Mm. I know we got this election next week. It's it's very mm. important. And then we got toxic relationships. So you know oh, how yeah. that goes. We've all been uh privy to that, unfortunately. So thank you. Without further ado, man, welcome everybody. Happy to see y'all. Happy motherfucking hump day, goddammit. Yeah. It's been a long yeah. week, Tiff. Tiff, you was bouncing all over the place. I know. I'm so sorry. It feels like it's been hump month for my ass. Seriously. <laughs> Shit, all that motherfucking work you've been doing, goddammit. Dude, you have no idea. I'm sorry for moving the camera around. I hope y'all can all see good. It. Let me go ahead and bring up the show. So I can see everybody's comments. Oh, I got a surprise for you. Uh oh, what's that? Ah! <laughs> yeah! Gonna start a revolution, this bitch. You know I had to make man a little cute. I got a little extra on my. Off the cocktail dude. joint. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta figure out how to put it in my mouth like you do, though. You know. See, 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 yeah. that's where, you know what I'm yeah. saying, that's where skills and, 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 yeah. and experience come in, you know what I'm saying? They ain't ready for me. Hey, gonna, I'll be killing them when I come out to park my ugly toothpicks in this motherfucker, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? So, uh, huh? Hey, yo, why you bossing the phone all around like that? I'm good now, right? Let me scoot yeah. back a little bit. You know, I'm just having technical difficulties this week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna need you to get that together. I'm gonna, I'm gonna need you to get that together. You was good when you was that. Why you keep moving it? Okay, no, no, no. We good now. Listen, the melody popping. You glistening. You're draping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? The girls is front and center. Everything is all ready. You in full concert and harmony. You know what I'm saying? Everything is all together like it should be. You're looking wonderful. Don't you worry about it. As usual. I appreciate it. Thank you. As usual. So I need to get I need to get in that gym like you though right now. I didn't let too much weight get on me. Man, let me tell you something, man. I am frustrated as fuck with my motherfucking weight. I've been wearing the same for like the last week. Now honestly, I don't care what my actual weight is. It to right. me is all about the look, but Losing weight is a sign of progress for what I'm trying to do because I've told you I got fat as shit. I gained, I went from 240 to 2 I was fluctuating between 240 to 245 for like last year or so, and I blew up to about 270, 275. I told you, like I went nuts during the quarantine. So now I'm down to like 260, but that's been like 260 for the last week. I'm like, oh, I, 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 I want to get to these 250. Fuck that plateau. Working my ass off, goddammit. Motherfucker, <laughs> step after a monster, Joe. Oh, I'll be on that bitch dying. No, you gonna lose weight. It's gonna start peeling off you. Just give it a minute. Tell my motherfucker fat ass stomach then, goddammit. Shit. <laughs> I be in the mirror every morning when I wake up. I look at that motherfucker with such disdain, goddammit. Like, fat mother. Ugh. I don't eat shit. I don't eat but shit. Look, 
I don't have no sympathy for yo. Cause I think what you lost like what thirty pounds in like six weeks or some crazy ass shit like no, that. Fifteen. I'm down for two seventy five to two sixty in like a week. But I've been at the same thing for the last week. I ain't went nowhere else. Do you know how long it takes women to lose weight? Oh my God, we would never be able to lose fifteen pounds in that amount of time. So listen, you gotta keep in mind. I'll be on some animal like shit in the gym. Like I'll be going hard. So I don't be playing. For a nigga my age, I don't be playing, though. I don't be playing. You be in there for what, two hours? Shit, all depends. I mean, it depends. Who I'm working out with friends, or I'm working out by myself. But, Joe, I got to, at bare minimum, get back to what I look like before the quarantine. I work too hard. I feel mad at myself for falling the fuck off. Don't and I hate the way that. I look right now. I hate the way I look. But anyway, no. no but okay, not about I my fat ass. Not about my fat ass. Uh, Let's go ahead and get to it. You know what it is. Kick it off. Freelancing. You know what I'm saying? Let me get my toothpick back, yeah. Hey, I'm loving the toothpick, though. I appreciate that. like a birthday gift for this motherfucker. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, we, go, we got we got all the top kick it off with sports real quick. We're going to be a real short segment. You know what I'm saying? Basketball been over. God damn it. But, hey, real quick on basketball, though. Next year, finna be off the fucking change, yo. All the superstars are healthy. All of them, like so I don't care. Think of, I can't think of one significant player that's going to be going into the season with injuries. You got a new team with Jersey and Kevin Durant. You got Curry and them got a high fucking draft pick to already add to the roster that was a beast anyway before Kevin Durant got there. Some motherfuckers finna get traded. Joe, next NBA season finna be off the chain. Whenever the fuck it starts. Yeah, oh, that, that was about to be my question. When does all this begin? Because normally we would be right in the beginning of the season, yeah. right? Now, normally, so like the other season just ended. So how are they trying to work this out this season? Uh, they were saying initially it's going to be like uh, December. Uh, I know they was trying to get it in before Christmas so they can maintain all that marketing money and all that shit they make around uh, make around Christmas. But they say, man, it's going to have to be January. But this is why I look at it. Excuse me, my bad. Uh, the 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 teams that didn't make the playoffs took the L for everybody else doing the bubble because they didn't get to finish their season. Right. So now the top now the top eight teams gonna kind of take an L for the rest of the season because they are gonna have to play after they just finished. But then again, even though they just even though they just by the time they start they started in December that'll be maybe about what maybe a little bit less than two months before they ended. But they didn't play that long. Like they had a nice gap. From when the season ended right, in, in right. what, like March or something? Then they right. started till June. And then they played from June until what, the end of September. So it was like they were playing for a long time and they had a nice gap already. So I think they should just gonna start that shit. Like they already had a nice long rest and you only played for two months. Right. So two months off, get back to it, Joe. Get so back are, to they it. Gonna, are they gonna have a shortened season again? Like, are, is, is, is it gonna start? Yeah, they were saying like 72 again. games. But that's only like eight games less. They ain't that big of a deal. Yeah, 10 games less. Yeah. Okay. So you're right, 10 games left. 10 games left. It's going to go into June or it's going to go into, you see what I'm saying? I think if they keep doing this, then it's going to keep going. I think the 10 games less would allow them to end at somewhere around their normal time, which would mean they could start the next season at the regular time. Okay. That's what I'm, that's what I'm, what, what I've heard. So if they end, it'd be a little bit later, not much later. Okay, cool. Oh, and I forgot to represent today. Well, I guess I shouldn't because they fucking lost the Bears. Not <laughs> <I told> <laughs> Oh, 
Don't start with me. Oh, I already told you. Don't get excited, man. They frauds, man. I love my team, but they are what they are. It's like when you it's like when your kid, you know your kid ain't that smart, and he start off the semester with A's and B's because the teacher ain't making him do shit, and then come that first test and he flunk, and you be like, eh, eh, I knew it was coming. I don't think that that's fair. Little Johnny ain't that smart. I don't think that's fair to say this is their first test. They 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 played the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks done turned around and beat Green Bay. I think they beat the Raiders. So, I mean, that was a tough opponent, and we whooped them. So, I'm, this wasn't their first test, is all I'm saying. Now, Tip. it was their first. I'm just we saying. Were the worst, we were the worst 5-2 team you ever seen. Who knows? I mean, have you really been intently watching all the other teams? They might all be frauds, too. Uh, I live by myself, and I don't have shit to do but watch football in fantasy all you Sunday. Every last game. What do you think? Listen, I wake up. I'm an early bird. You can't watch every Listen, last. Well, no, I don't watch every last game because I don't have NFL league pass. But, but I watch motherfucking all the games that's on TV, all the highlights, and all the NFL shows. Because on Sunday, I don't do shit. Like, after I leave the gym, I do nothing. Nothing. I ain't got my kids. So none of the other five and one, five and two teams, they all just been showing out. And our team you is know, the only one that's looking. Damn, what they doing, we terrible. What y'all box like, terrible. We, we terrible. Our offense trash. Our best player is Allen Robinson. Like he might have just got hurt. He disgruntled with the team. Both the quarterbacks, garbage. The running back, melancholy as fuck. He ain't nothing special. He ain't that motherfucker milk toast. He ain't shit. Can't break no tackles. Don't really have speed. Straight ahead runner. He give no. He maybe had to run a dude over or so, but he, he don't break too many tackles. Uh, tight tight end Jimmy Graham always been kind of a dude who had great talent. Only really did yeah. great for maybe a couple years, but he ain't really been shit since he damn near left New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Having a decent year, but you can't consistently count on him throughout the game. And then who else we got? O line, oh the O line, terrible. The coach. Whoo! This nigga play calling, like Joe. You could just, I could just make up some plays on Madden the way this nigga play for calling shit. Fuck out here, sweep right, sweep left, face ass nigga. Like nah, nah, it's over. Now the defense, defense solid, but yeah, they were just. got an offense good enough to help the defense out. We done. So I ain't getting worked up about that. We want shit. I'm gonna go back to what I be saying on on social media. Bring back Mitch. I mean, at the very least, he Tim, can I'd rather you play. Hold on. He's mobile. He can move out the pocket. He know how to shake off the tackles. He can run if they don't have no damn uh, play. I'm just saying. This nigga Foles, or excuse my language, Foles is not doing no, nothing much more significant than what Mitchell All was. the attributes so you him in there Instead of this dude just sitting there taking sacks. All the attributes you made sound great for tag. We playing tag, being able to run, mobile, move around. Yeah, but he can't throw. He can't run well enough to be a running quarterback. Falls as his throws are slow as fuck. It take like they both basura. That's what I'm trying to tell you. They both basura, man. Like we talk, they don't deserve this long of a conversation. We can move on from these bums. Okay, come on, move can, it on. Hey yeah. Rod, how you doing? Thank you for tagging Alex. I ain't seen him in a long time. I hope he showed up. And then uh, just to, just to wrap up sports real quick, uh, the Dodgers won championship in baseball. So now LA got two titles in the same year and two out of the three major sports. 
You know what I'm they saying? So but they COVID. They man, whatever they. Hey, if we would be saying that. We won that bitch. I'd have been streaming club Cubs to the world, blow fucking me, and I wouldn't try to earn shit. So salute right, right. Great job. Anyway, I just wanted to go through sports real quick. On to some more interesting shit. It's still kind of sports related though. Did you see the Mike Tyson interview with Boosie? I have yet to. Um, uh, lady like tagged me in it, and I was seeing it circulating through uh social media, but I haven't got a chance. You know, I'd be busy. Give I know you be busy. You have, notes. you have to make it a point. I to will. Watch that now. How long is it? I'll let you know. It ain't necessarily for Boosie. He don't really say much, uh, which I give him credit for. Like honestly, there was times, and I, if I'm looking down, find I'm trying to trying to find the group on the page. But uh, honestly, at times I was watching it, I was kind of feeling like like who gave Mike the authority to talk to Boosie like this? Like who is this man? Like who do Mike think he is? But only a little bit of it for the most part. So I walked away incredibly impressed by the man that Mike Tyson is today in comparison to where he came from. Now I've always known him to be intelligent. I've, I've never really felt that Mike was stupid. You know what I'm saying? But his level of enlightenment, like the things that he was saying to Boosie and, and, the, and the, his approach to these subjects is well. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe, I was like, he even said some shit that I, that I never thought about. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is, he was talking to Boosie about his, uh, the one love of his life. First of all, Boosie sounded like a lot of dudes y'all talk about who got hurt when he was young and has never let that go. Because in the interview, when he talking about who broke his heart, the nigga said he was like 13, 14. But he like 37. Like, nigga. Hold and, on. And it's you, all, you ain't fell in love again because at 13, 14, you got your heart? He said, I gave him my all. <laughs> he is, and it's all I want for females. He don't respect no. women. You can tell he don't like women. If you know, you saw his interview about how he was talking about his sons having sex and <laughs> with with uh, grown women. Uh, he don't have respect at, for women. At 14, like, listen. That, exactly. Y'all be saying niggas be bitter? Niggas be bitter. 14? Yeah. We don't be making this shit up. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Trust me. Yeah. I know. I'm just saying. It just, but, but, so Mike was talking to him about it, and he was saying, like, say what? It was probably a three-month relationship, and it ruined it for all women. <laughs> but go ahead. Go ahead. Dumped, dumped his ass at the motherfucking uh, turnaround dance. You know he ain't been the same since. <laughs> she ain't want to wear a Letterman jacket. Focus as hell. You don't want to wear my name bracelet? <laughs> we want to get the bracelets and right, shit. Right, and right, chain. right. Uh, Medallion, yeah, from the mall. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, so Mike was saying to him that uh, he was like, man, you can't expect your girl to be your mother. Now, not in the sense, not in the sense in which women always say, I'm not your mom, I'm not gonna take care of you. He was like, She won't love you like your mother loves you because your mother was always about you in right. service of you. Your girl is not you actually take care of your girl for the most part. 
So if you respect your girl to love you like your mama, they ain't gonna never gonna work. Now he said it a little bit different. You, the way he's breaking it down to Boosie, remember like, Boosie caught a hood nigga. No like, even the way he brought to him, so he asked Boosie, was he gay? What? Why he asked him that? He's well, you gotta say it's the way he framed it. He frames it very well. He tries not to come off as aggressive. But right, right. Typically, you ask a nigga like Boosie if he gay, he gonna get hard, but you can't get hard with Mike. Right. Like, they, were in, they were in the same room with each other? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do, you know, Mike do a podcast. You didn't know that? I didn't. Oh, so I guess I should have said that. Mike Tyson has a podcast called Hot Boxing because Mike Tyson's also big in the weed. He has a whole weed business. So he has different, he's been doing it for a while. He's had some dope interviews too, some dope interviews. Uh, so that's what he, that's what Boosie was on there for. He was on hot boxing. Okay. They're sitting there smoking and talking. And Mike basically kick it off. Mike goes straight in and asks Boosie, why did he feel so comfortable talking about Dwayne Wade kids in that way? Why does he always have derogatory things to say about homosexuals? He was like, you know, a lot of times if people attack things because that's what they are. He's like, are you gay? He's like, I'm not he's like, he's like, I'm saying, like, are you homosexual or whatever, whatever. And Boosie didn't, Boosie sat back and like, he's like, no, I'm straight as the arrow, just, and we walked around. But the fact that he came out and asked his hood ass, nigga, are you gay? I was like, damn. Right. Cold as hell. But Boosie took it like a G. They had a real conversation, but Mike's enlightenment about sense of self, being able to love yourself, accept yourself for who you are, uh, recognizing your flaws, trying to control them, recognizing that him and Boosie case that they flaws might have been a, a huge part of making them great. Yeah, that's usually how it works. It's interesting. So, Drama is a very interesting topic because it really does have a, a impact on motivating people and inspiring them to, you know, to go to certain heights, but they carry that trauma with them. Well, like you say, Mike said, remember, Mike always said he was bullied as a kid, right. so he didn't right. want, he didn't never want to be scared again. So what did he do? Project fear, which leads me to the last part of freelance. Oh, I'm getting better at this transition. I shit. see you. Know you. I see you. <laughs> group talk. Okay. So shit, I I want to talk about that happens in the group all the time for people who don't new to the show, new listeners, are not aware. Uh, we do the show live for Facebook in a group called Part of My Ugly. You know what I'm saying? We just we just talk about different topics in there every day. Anything, anything. Very but mostly, a lot of times the group is sitting around talking about some various topics. It can get raunchy. It can get very intelligent. Yeah, very very diverse subjects. But a lot of subjects are things you don't talk about out in the open. That's why it's a private group. Okay. So anyway, that's that's the point of the group. So I've noticed, and I've noticed this for a while, that projection happens a lot in the group when a unpopular subject is brought up. People get offended and assume the person bringing up the subject is also emotional. It's also have emotions tied to it. So they'll say things to you like, why do you care? Or why does this bother you? Just because you brought up a subject. I'm like, it don't, I don't care and it don't bother me. You care and it bother you. I'm just talking about some shit. Everything I talk about, I don't have to care about. I just got done talking about the damn Dodgers. You think I care about the Dodgers? Right. Like we sometimes, I just bring up subjects, interesting subjects. It's interesting to talk about, to get interesting perspective or to create conversation. Does that mean right. that I care? This shit bother me. I'm sitting here right. contemplating this shit. No. I brought up something that touched you. 
you don't like that I'm talking about it, or you don't like my opinion on it. So now you're like, well, why does it bother you so much? Eh, nah, that shit bothers you. Right, right, right. Why you care so much? Why you talking about this? Uh, don't really. Just all the interesting subject. Seems like you care quite a bit. Right. I think that people sometimes get the perception, and because I know you, and I mean, for the most part, I recognize that most people, when they bring topics to social media, especially in a Facebook group, they're just trying to generate conversation. But sometimes people think because you post about it, that you took the time out to actually post about that specific thing, that you must care about it. They also think it, it comes from your personal life a lot of times, and it don't. Right. Right. Like 99% of the shit I post has nothing to do with me. I just made a post about uh, short men. I ain't short. Right. And that was, a very, that was a very valid post as well because I do agree that short men get like, and I, I've never subscribed to that. Oh, he gotta be this tall for me to date. I've never subscribed to that. I've dated men of all heights. But short men... Less, but yeah, uh, a lot of women they are very staunch. I think somebody even posted something like a month. It was it was actually very interesting because it came on the heels of a post about dating, like I think at the, you know bigger women or something like that about their mm -hmm. size. And I mean, it wasn't even a day or two later somebody posted about you know if you were date somebody short. And I mean, the women was going in like I, if it was any short men reading that post. I bet they feelings was hurt because they was like, I, I mean, they was dogging short men now. Like, I don't want no. It's nigga. I mean, you know, they was trying to be funny, but if those same things were said about larger women or very skinny women or whatever the preference was, it would have been some shit. And what? I just thought it was interesting because it came on the heels of that. So short men get made fun of openly and it's accepted by everyone yeah. nobody has a problem with short men jokes but short men no one comes to their defense but you make fun of big girls it ain't just big girls getting at your ass men getting at your ass <laughs> little women getting at, everybody got something to say in defense of big women it's body shaming olympics in this motherfucker who can who can shit on you the most because you said something about a big girl God damn it. Everybody coming. Oh, this nigga don't like real women. He gay. He this. He that. Who off the wham. But when it's short man joke time, oh, who got the best joke? Who got the best yeah. me? Who refused to date <laughs> short men? All kind of shit. And I'm just like, Joe, the hypocrisy is ugly. And on the short man, that shit was crazy. Uh, but look, Luanda said, you secretly love big girls. She's talking about you. <laughs> um, you know what? That is absolutely <laughs> false. <laughs> Streety said short men are the big girls of the gas spectrum. <laughs> no, short men are abused, man. I just wanted to say, man, that I yeah, like man, that was because it's honestly there is a lane for big girls. There are men, yeah, men will openly talk shit about big girls, but they real talk. Believe me, remember, I used to be a big girl. Big girls get mad. I had problems meeting anybody. It was never big an issue. Girls get yeah. mad love. Yeah. Big girls are mad very love. popular. Fetishes, all of that. So I think the short guys get it worse. Actually, I be, ain't I be, to they, uh, <laughs> ain't no short man appreciation posts going on. That I would so. venture to say that other than slim, thick women, big girls are number two on men's list and number one on most. Especially in a black 
in the black men, that's for sure. Yeah. Like I slim thicker usually win because they got waist and ass. But after that, yeah, big girls winning. I ain't trying to hear nothing else. I done had too many conversations with dudes in the group and in person. I done been outside. Big girls fucking winning. They be acting like they so abused. I ain't trying to hear shit. Y'all get plenty of action all day. Plenty of love. Plenty of accolades. Y'all swear y'all abused. I know you're not. Y'all applauded. Motherfuckers always bigging big girls up all the time. And y'all protected. <laughs> I don't want his shit. I'm his gonna have shit. to do a short man anyway. because I, I love the short men. I ain't never cared about height. Short, tall, you know, as long as you got a a great personality and you a good person, I can care less about that shit. But why do I care, right? Why it bother me, right? Right, right, right. Who hurt you, Lance? Right. Clear, right. Clearly I've been hurt. <laughs> I guess I tried to date a motherfucker who was six seven, and she was like, "No, nah, short nigga, I don't want to fuck with you." Right, 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 right. Anyway, anyway, now we're gonna get to the meat potatoes, and we got a special guest today. Yes, sir. Someone who is, hey, someone who is near and dear to my heart. I hope he's ready. I supposed to text him. He probably looking at the phone like, "Why didn't he text me?" Right. Hey. Don't beat me up, up. You're going to understand when I bring him on what us Garnets is all about. Let's see if he's ready. I just text him. This is my uncle. He is a journalist at Northwestern School of Journalism. Yes. You ready, uncle? Uh, yeah. What do I do now here? All you got to do is put, uh, put the camera on your face. You kind of off to the side just we, a little. We only can see half your face. So just see the that? chair over. Or a little bit more. There you go. That? There, you go. there you go. That'll How work. Better. This is my How uncle Stephen Garnett. This is Tiffany, my co-host. First time meeting. How you doing, Tiffany? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready, to hear, I'm ready to hear this lecture today. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I said, I said I get paid to lecture. I know that's right. Well, look, thank you for doing some uh pre bono pro bono work for us because we show you, you know. Now remember, remember uh, Uncle Steve, I told you Tiffany that she's going to school to be a civil is a civil rights uh, attorney. Yes, yes, I'm at Lloyd Good for you. School. Good for you. I mean, thank I you. that's beautiful. That is thank beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. We need as many of those as we can possibly get. Absolutely. You are not, yeah. And this is the time for it. That's for sure. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Where you so, going? I'm at Loyola. Loyola. Okay. That's good, mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. Thank right. you. So the reason we brought you on today is because you want to talk about, uh, well, I'll be honest. I'll be completely honest. This part of my ugly. I didn't want to talk about this shit at all. You have never been honest. <laughs> Damn, you're gonna, you're gonna throw me under the table quick, huh? God damn, we see how this gonna go. This is what we wanted. <laughs> no, you are your life. Hey. You about to get you about to get everybody a whole bunch of material today. This might not go my way. Yes. <laughs> but so my, we brought my uncle on because he man, he, he uh is very well versed in politics. Obviously, he's written some a few articles recently on Trump and Kamala Harris and the uh, election and everything that's going on recently. Definitely tapped in. And then been as a, as being a journalist, uh obviously he just tapped into the journey. He teaches it. So I thought he'd be a great person to come on. And Northwestern, which is a highly regarded school. So, you know, they're not just hiring anybody over there. Medill School of Journalism. <laughs> and what did you just say about the emails? Did you get some death threats or something? What? I didn't get any death threats. If I had gotten some death threats, it would have been serious. I got I got nigger mails. 
you know, nigga this, nigga that, oh. nigga this, nigga that. Wow. Like oh, because yeah. of your disdain for Trump. Well, yeah. Basically, what happened is I wrote an editorial calling the folks who spoke at the RNC a coon show. Okay. Um, and that editorial got published. And then this conservative uh, website publication called um, Campus Reform called me up and asked for an interview. So I gave him one, you know. And I told him, as far as I was concerned, black folks who support Donald Trump are like Jews who support Nazis. Okay. Um, and then a, a, an even more conservative uh, website picked that up and published it. And that's when I started getting the, the nigga emails. You know, we're going to hang all the niggas from trees when Trump wins. And yeah, you know, fuck you niggas. And just, just, you know, this stupid shit. I didn't even answer it. Wow. I stopped playing your mama when I was 12. So I didn't answer the stuff. Um, right, I looked at right. the stuff. I printed out a few of them. And then I wrote another email. I mean, another editorial about that. You know, basically saying oh, no. these people were proving what I was saying, that when you are black and you support a man like Donald Trump, you are standing shoulder to shoulder with people like that. People I just know like right. that who would hang you from a tree the moment, the first chance that they got. People like Candace Owens, you know, um, Vernon Jones, uh, you know, Ben Carson, David Cameron, who fucked up in, in um, 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 Kentucky, you know, with Breonna Taylor. These yes. people trust me. They just God. <laughs> oh. So let me let yeah. me ask you a question then. What do you think about the people when people uh call Trump a racist who counter and say, Well, Joe Biden is a racist too? How do you feel about Biden? Do you think he's a racist? Joe Biden is a white man from his time. Okay. He is a white man from his time. Which basically okay. means that he grew up in a time when it was truly a white man's world. Not to say it's not now, but a time when they never had to think about black folks. They never had to think about what we were doing or, you know, what we were thinking. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a journalist. I know at one time we had to have the black press because the general press didn't even cover black people, whatever we did. Okay. Right. And I'm not so much concerned about what Joe Biden said or thought 30 years ago as I am concerned about what Donald Trump said yesterday and what right. he's doing right now, okay? So if I have to choose a lesser of two evils, I know which one to choose. Now, Joe Biden was not my first choice for president. But let me tell you something. We had Kamala Harris run uh, pro, pro, um, uh, in the primaries. We had Julian Castro run, who I liked a lot, okay? We had uh, Cory Booker run uh, in the primaries. And guess what? Black folks didn't come out and vote for them. They voted for Joe Biden. Yep. So that's who we have. Okay. So black folks are going around saying, why do we have Joe Biden? Because that's who we picked. I mean, Arizona uh, and uh, Nevada, I think it was uh, Bernie Sanders. Okay. Whom I'm also not that nuts about. Just another little one. Bernie. Yeah. His, his policies are more progressive than Joe's. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But he would have lost. Okay. Donald Trump would have gone socialist, 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 and it would have worked. All right. Uh, my whole point right now is Joe Biden is the first step out of the garbage can. Oh. So we need to go out and vote for him. My personal opinion, I don't, I have nothing to, to base this on. It's just what I think. I don't think he's going to seek a second term. I think he might step out of the way and leave the field clear for somebody who's younger, browner, maybe a woman. You know who I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. okay. So I'm thinking 
that in 2024, it might be Kamala Harris who would get to vote for. So but not only the first woman, but a black woman to follow yeah. up uh, the fact that we had a black man in the White House. What make you think Biden and his ego won't be the first president not to run? I mean, the first president. Joe Biden is seventy-eight years old, Lance. By nineteen, by twenty twenty-four, he's going to be eighty-two. Okay. So you, <laughs> you don't, don't know think what it's that like. He's capable. He won't just try. You don't know what it is to be old. You get fucking tired. <laughs> okay. You just get tired. <laughs> I want to retire right goddamn now. All right, and I'm still working. <laughs> you get tired. So, so speaking of um, Kamala Harris, um, one of our uh, viewers asked, what is your take on Kamala Harris? Because, you know, a lot of black people, once she became vice president, and all of a sudden, oh, they're putting her in the coon brigade and, you know, that she uh, locked up a lot of black folks in, you in know, California. Picky, 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 picky. There is no such thing as the perfect candidate. Okay. Kamala Harris was a prosecutor. And yeah, she was probably hard on crime as a prosecutor. All right, that's what prosecutors do. You exactly. know, I don't want to. I don't want people dragging stuff up that happened, you know, ten years ago or twenty years ago, and said that this person. I mean, who is the perfect candidate? Tell me, who is that? Who is that person? Who is the person who is African American, completely unblemished, never done anything wrong? Barack Obama. <laughs> he came close, <laughs> but people even found fault with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many times did you hear black folks say when he was president, he ain't doing enough for black people? Right. Okay? Yep. The fact of the matter is that this man was supposed to reverse what, 300 years of systemic racism in eight years? Okay. Yeah. What Barack Obama did that got him criticized by black people is that he didn't do what Donald Trump is doing. He was actually president of the entire United States. He didn't just go for a segment of people. He wasn't just black Americans president. He was everybody's president. Okay. That um, economic uh, 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 revival that Trump keeps taking credit for, that was started by Barack Obama. He's the one that pulled us out of that economic tailspin. He and Joe Biden did that, okay? He saved the auto industry. And in saving the auto industry, he saved millions of black American jobs, all right? He ended the war in, in Iraq, brought black servicemen and women home. He uh, established a healthcare system that gave a lot of black Americans Health care for the first time in their lives. He did yep. quite a bit for us. Okay. But people overlooked that yep. and picked and complained and said, he's not doing enough. He's not doing well. Look what we got instead. Amen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, let me let me ask let me ask you this. Uh, uh speak speak to people. And I, you know, I I've told you this, and I know you don't like it. I've definitely considered not voting. And that's a lot of people. Not and I haven't said I said oh. consider it. Listen, Ooh, I'm gonna keep it a buck. That should never be a Ooh. consideration. Listen, man, I'm just keeping it a buck as always. I've considered Ooh. not, but I've told you this. This ain't this is not a new conversation for you and I. But Ooh. but speak to those who say you that voting has that. never changed anything in the hood or in the black community. That no matter who's in it office, has changed. nothing's going to change for us or the black community. Look, this is what voting has changed. Okay, there was a time when. As a black man, I couldn't have the job I have right now. There's nothing I could have done at Northwestern University but mop some fucking floors. I would not be in a classroom teaching graduate students, okay? There was a time when the two of you would not have been able to walk into a lunch counter and sit down and have lunch 
or ride a bus from Chicago to Mississippi without having to move to the back of it. I mean, just simple stuff, all right? And black voting changed that. There was a time when it was, you know, black men went over uh, seas in World War One and in World War Two, came back to their home country and got lynched because they said, hey, I just defended this country. I'm supposed to have rights. And white men lynched them, okay? You know, just, I grew up, you knew his grandparents. Lance knew his grandparents. Lance was 22 years old when his grandparents died. I know they had an influence on you. And they made me sit and watch those kids getting sit, hit by water hoses and getting sicked on by German shepherds. I saw what happened on Edmund Pettus Bridge when I was 12 years old. And that shit was scary to a kid that age. But they made me watch it. And dad was sitting behind me with his hand on my shoulder telling me, these people are doing this for you so that you can go into a voting booth and so that you can vote. So when black folks tell me that they don't want to vote, I go into orbit, man, because people died for your right to vote. They died for your right to Keep vote. Keep in mind, when I, when I say it, I'm not talking about not voting, period. I mean strictly yeah. for the president. I like to vote for everything but president. And also, I would always vote <laughs> local left before the The president, president is the I one like, the president is the one that makes the rules and the laws for the entire country, man. Not no, much Not what? Oh, no change. That's what we have, Donald Trump. With the president. That's why we have Donald Trump. You, you know, listen. You know how this is my feeling on it. You know, I don't really get uh, political because I I don't follow it like you, so I don't necessarily have the information to go That's into why an you in-depth think it's conversation. Not important. <laughs> exactly. but, Thank but you. I, Thank you, Unc. <laughs> to me, listen. To me, it's not that important for this reason. Is me. it important to you as a father that your daughters, okay, do Thank not walk you. around as, you know, can, are going to be discriminated against because one, they're of color, and two, they are women? I don't think I don't think Biden going to stop that. So hold but on. You don't Let think me. Biden, look, look, Biden can pack the court because right Thank now you've got a conservative you. Supreme Court with six conservative justices to three. The first thing they're going to do is eliminate health care and then they're going to start going after rights, okay? They got rights that were hard fought, not only by uh, African Americans, but by women. And that does affect your daughters. Yeah. Joe Biden will back that let court. Me touch, let, me, let me follow up on that, Unc, because I think sometimes people don't understand. And I think, I think that's Lance where you get it kind of misconstrued because as the president, he does, like you say, when those vacancies come, it's his job to fill them. That's right. And those, and those, those um, positions affect policy and affect right. laws and how they're enforced right. all over the country. It don't have to always be a federal issue. You know, it could be something that happened in the state and then they bring it to the, the, the Supreme Court. And that's something I'm that's learning right. in law school. In addition to that, look at the COVID-19 situation. That's all the president. And yep. I know that you have some views about that as well, but that's probably because this 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 president is not taking it seriously. So it's taking it's making other people feel like it's not that serious. But yet here mm -hmm. we are in damn near November and we still can't go outside. No. <laughs> and it's it, it's affecting literally every aspect of and our more lives. More There's not one person dying. that's not affected by the situation that's COVID. Not one person that's not affected by that. That's right. And, and who are the people who are dying the most? Black and brown folks. Yeah. Okay. It's affecting them the most. Lance. The president of the United States. Why do you think Mitch McConnell went to all that trouble to deny Barack Obama nine months before an election a hearing for his Supreme Court justice? Yep. Well, first yep. of all, two things. 
What? I don't obviously what you all are stating a fact, so it's not anything I can disagree with. But uh -huh. one Democrats and Republicans always at each other's head. So I can just simply answer that's that. True. Answer that by that's true. Democrats and Republicans are always trying to stop each other, which is why our system is actually stupid in the first place. Why do we, well, we have a political solution? system what's your solution? around if you don't what, have if saying, you don't have a solution, you are part of the problem. Well, the solution would be to not have a political system that is designed in competition. So breaking that apart where you got two parties that compete against each other so there's never progress because all so they do is whoever wins, party? one party tries to bring the other party. No, just get rid of parties and have people. Now you have individuals representing their states and their vote should be determined by the vote of the people. Like literally, congressmen should almost literally be puppets so for the get people. Get rid of the electoral college? Oh, that's now, that, that bench. That bench should go. That's the most slavery shit. That, that should have been oh, rid of that bullshit. Yeah. I got that no was problem. When the country was spread out, the people weren't everywhere. Look, look, I was in South Africa in February. You know that. And I got a chance to see something when I was there that was fucking marvelous. I got to see their politics in order because I was there the night that their president made his State of the Union speech. Okay? In South Africa, I think they have like four different, different political parties. And I mean, all night long, it was, please take your seat. Please take your seat. I mean, nothing got done, okay? Because, yeah. I mean, everybody was at each other's throats. Yeah, it doesn't, matter. it doesn't make any difference if you have two parties or four or six. That's what's going to happen. I was going to say that, too, because that's <laughs> something that I've learned that, in, in a sense, our political system, as crazy as America is, is probably one of the best because, yeah. um, you know, if you go to these other countries, it's constant upheaval. <laughs> it's constantly... Look at France. Uh, parties trying to take over the other one and they really yeah. never get anything done nothing you think gets done our, our stuff is at least checks and balances all the time and yeah. so a lot of times it just pretty much just stay the same just a little bit of evolution over time I, I like this evolution. is what your vote does lance it determines policy for all of us yes you say i don't vote you know, I don't care that you have no right to complain about anything. Well, again, I wasn't talking about voting, period. I'm talking about strictly for the president. That's, that's the most important vote. Yeah, but see, so, and again, again, this is, I, and I didn't get to say this because what I was saying earlier, another reason that I won't care about the press, because I, and I've told you this too, I believe president ain't nothing but a puppet and this country is controlled by corporations. And ultimately, no matter who we vote for, no matter who's in office, no matter what we want, Corporations are calling the show. Big business. I am not going to disagree with that. But do you but, want? Do you want a president that at least sets limits for that? Which Barack Obama was doing, by the way. I mean, or do you want me, them to just let corporations run wild, which is what Donald Trump is doing? Donald Trump shifted us to the extent what, what you just talked about. He has shifted us to the extent where corporations do run this company, these, these, uh, the country. The, these stimulus bills, for instance. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Okay, the stimulus bills that he just sent out, most of that money went to large corporations. They didn't go to small businesses. They didn't go to other people. Now, I remember something. Remember, a little older than you. Okay, there was a time when the the wage gap was a lot slimmer than it is now. Okay, you didn't have CEOs making millions and hundreds and trillions of dollars and working people struggling. It was actually possible for your grandparents to buy a three-bedroom house for twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, when they okay. had factories and stuff and like that. Make, uh, All right, because the, the imbalance was not where it is right now. So oopsies went away.
So the fact is that, yeah, corporations run it. Eisenhower warned in 1961, Eisenhower, of all people, that if we didn't watch ourselves, we were going to become a corporate paramilitary nation. And that's exactly what's happened. That's exactly but what you know happened. what you start? It's exactly what happened. But what you start, you can reverse. And the people do that. Okay? If the people say, no, nah, don't want this anymore. Listen, let me tell you something about this. This is the difference between an autocracy and a democracy. Here's the difference. Okay? In a democracy, the people can make a change. The people are the ones who actually, the politicians have to do what the people tell them we to stupid, do. Steve, we stupid. It's not stupid. We believe the media. People don't know. Man, what you spend too much time stupid. online. You need to actually be in the real world. Watch Stop the real it. news. Being so the real cynical. news. Stop being so cynical. Yeah, the and news I train right. people to produce. That's right. You, oh. Lee, you have hey. a right to be somewhat cynical, but I think you got a completely cynical, like, it's just like dominating your perspective. I watch people vote against their best interests on a regular basis, especially in the South. And I have a nephew who doesn't even believe them. (laughs) He doesn't even believe the press and the media. I I train people to go out and do this. I I train them to fucking hunt out the truth, Lance. That's hey, what I train them to you do. You know, you're one of my favorite people, but I got to keep it a buck, baby. I, I ain't going to lie to you and nobody else. We've had, me, you and I have had knockdown drag out arguments about I'm the media. I'm telling you, I train people to go for the truth and then put I mean, it out there. And when they leave, and when they leave your nest <laughs> and they get out in that motherfucking <laughs> world with them big dollars and the corporations, and I no, gotta keep no, my job. No, 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 no. Somebody who's working as a reporter for a legitimate news organization like the Washington Post, like the New York Times, like the LA Times, like the BBC, and I'm, I'm naming places where I know people, like the Hill in Washington, D.C., um, you know, like uh, uh, MSNBC, like CBS. You can name just about any newspaper, magazine. Network. I've been teaching at Medill for 24 years, and I know people who have been through my classes who've gone out and they're working there. And a lot of these people are keeping in touch with me. They are not being paid big bucks. They're not getting rich. Okay, right. <laughs> what they're doing is their jobs, and they're trying to tell you the truth. Yeah, sometimes the they press, fuck up. Okay. The is, yeah, of course. And the press is there for. That's another. Um, area that's for the people. They're there to yeah. keep the people informed. And yeah, they're going to so be You can some... make informed decisions. Like who the yeah. fuck the vote for? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there are going to be some outlets, Lance, that obviously have some other interests. But for the most 90. part, their whole purpose is to be a voice for the people and to get information for the people. Thank 90% you, of the media is Thank owned you. by six companies and 65% of the media is owned by three. Lance, All right, so anyway, the policy that you're talking about, you're acting like they come down and they tell people what they can and cannot report just because they're owned by these companies. Well, let me ask you a question. What kind of car do you drive? Uh, GMC, Acadia. A GMC? So does General Motors tell you what you can and cannot do with your car? I don't work for them. Well, exactly. No, but do they tell you what you can and cannot do for your car? No. Just because you work for somebody doesn't necessarily mean they can tell you what to do. Exactly. All right. Let me tell you something else. I hate one of the things I have to tell journalists who are training to come come to a school like Medill. You have to learn how to be a reporter. Okay. I mean, you hear these people talking about, well, you know, you know, journalism is a dying profession, and 
you know, we don't need it. And, you know, all you need is citizen journalism. And whenever anybody says that to me, I say, okay, well, the next time you have blinding headaches and blurry vision, you take your ass to a citizen brain surgeon. This ain't no fucking hour. All right. This is a profession. Okay. And when you die, took your ass around the corner to the citizen mortician. I hear he has a chemistry set. This is a profession. Okay. You have to be trained to do this job. Exactly. And one of the things you're trained in is something called journalistic ethics. And I have to tell people that are actually coming to the school and spending all this money to be trained how to do a professional job, that what they're going to be fighting against is people who buy a laptop, write shit, put it out there, and they say, I'm a journalist. Let me show you something right now. Very true. Can you all see this right here? Can you see this, what this says? Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you can write, you, you can't, can't write. You ain't shit. Okay. <laughs> this is my model for journalism. Could you imagine being in his class? Is that you? Is that you? This is me. Oh my! I goodness. say this to my class every day. Like, the first day, and one like of my graduates actually made a meme out of it. Okay. Because people will come to me and they will tell me. Oh, you're a journalism teacher. Well, guess what? I have a blog and blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, oh, really? You're a professional journalist? Well, no, I just have, no, you ain't shit, okay? Ooh. You are not <laughs> a professional journalist. Don't so, tell so, me you are a professional journalist. I know what a professional journalist is and I sure the fuck you. <laughs> right. Lance will tell you, I will say that to somebody <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> So we have some questions by um, some of our viewers. Um, they wanted your perspective on a few things, specifically about um, Ice Cube and his um, contract with Black America and his conversation with um, with Donald Trump. What's your perspective on that? I understand what his contract for Black America is. $500 million to be pumped into Black communities. Actually, I don't think that's enough, but it's a start. And I admire it. And I think his heart is in the right place. I'm not sure his mind is. For instance, I just read today, Lance, in the news, that he rejected a phone call from Kamala Harris. Okay? Yeah, really. He blew it off. So, I mean, the fact of the matter is that he says, oh, he wants to go to the people of power. That's Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is a liar. And we all know that. And he wants to win this election. So he's likely to tell him anything. To win the election. Oh, sure. I'll give you niggas. I mean, black people, whatever you want. Okay. Wow. As, soon as, as soon as I win, as soon as I win. Okay. I mean, he's a, he's a shuckster. He's a, you know, he's a circus performer. So, I mean, I wonder where his priorities are. I mean, it, it, unless he can do this himself, unless he has $500 million, maybe he does, he's going to have to work with people who can actually put it out there. And I think he needs to start being realistic about it and saying, Okay, here's again, the presidential elections. I think there's a possibility, I'm not saying it is a reality, that if he did approach Joe Biden and his administration with this, they'd have to listen. Or at least, let me tell you something. Donald Trump has listened to the people who put him in office. That's all he's loyal to. If you did not vote for him, he doesn't give a shit about you. He's made that very clear, okay? Every time he does something, every time he speaks, he's speaking only to the people who put him in office, which is a mistake, but he's also doing something that politicians are supposed to do. Now, if we put somebody in office, let's say it's Joe Biden, 
And Joe Biden is not doing what, what we put him in office to do. We let that motherfucker know. It, okay? Exactly. Not doing what you are supposed to do. We took your ass in there and we can take your ass out. Okay? That is how you influence uh, change. So Joe Biden is in office. Okay? Maybe it's four years later and it's Kamala Harris in office. You know what he's going to have to start doing? He's going to have to take that phone call. Okay? And that's kind of what people... Thing that's kind of what Ice Cube's point was is that we gotta, as black people, we we have um, been so loyal to the Democratic Party, and we don't force them or demand the things that we want. And so that and was that's on us. the point that he was trying to make. That you know, at this point, we just gotta go for our interests because that's what everybody else does. They vote for their interests and they make sure that they hold those politicians accountable for the things that they want. And and yeah. I think that's what Ice Cube's perspective was on that yet. Like you said, maybe he didn't think it through the way he should have, but from my perspective... Yeah, he should have taken that, that phone call. Okay, look, we have already done this. You know, that that, that comment that, it, that Silver spooned up his ass Jared, uh, 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 Jared Kushner made the other day. Probably what my next editorial is going to be. I mean, that just incends me. Woo, that made me so angry. Here's this little pampered white boy, okay, standing up there saying, well, you know, they just complain and um, nobody wants him to succeed more. They're like, we don't try. Shit, we built this goddamn country. We built the house his damn daddy-in-law lives in, okay? But here's the thing. We made that change happen. It was black folks who said to Lyndon Johnson, a white man raised in the Texas Hill Country who grew up saying the word nigger, that you are going to change. You have to. Because right now we are forcing you, forcing you to honor the words of the Constitution that all men, okay, and women are created equal. All right? Because before that, that wasn't happening. Okay? There's a book I read years ago called Capitol Hill in Black and White. I never forgot it. It was written by a black man who was actually uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson's um, valet, okay? Back in the 40s, this man was racist as hell, <laughs> okay? He, after all, he was from Texas. He was raised in Texas. But he had to change. And he had to change because people like Martin Luther King were forcing him to change, okay? <clears throat> it's just like uh, uh, Nelson Mandela brought down apartheid in South Africa. He forced them to change. So that's on us. So if we hey, say, well, it's okay, or take, uh, what's the name, Candace Owens, uh, we, we're just, we, we're victims. We're victims. We're always complaining about being victims, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tell you the truth. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that. You know, I, I won't go that far. Say it. I'd it's like to smack the shit own. out of I shouldn't be preaching violence. Violence against women. Don't but encourage my love to really violence, just... man. You know you're a Garnett. God damn it, Tim. You know you're a Garnett. You know how we get? Why would you do that? Let's go. I hey, really uh, wouldn't hit her. I wouldn't hit her, but I would like to shake her. Hey, uh, uh, one of my, uh, one of, somebody you know in the comments. Don't you? you know what happened to her, don't you? Who are we talking about? Owens. Owens, you no. know? Oh, you talking about in college? What happened is she got involved in some docking incident. She wasn't always the way she is. She used to oh, think yeah. on the far right were batshit crazy. But she got involved in some docking incident. And it was the right-wing assholes who came up and stuck up for her. So she joined the assholes. I mean, she just went completely to the other side. She said herself, I changed in one night. That's always a mistake. You never change anything. Place. 
she in the huh? circuit place. They, she in the yeah. circuit place. They hit her with that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, uh, hey Uncle Steve, exactly. when somebody in the comments uh, responded to what you said about Cube as far as him taking that Zoom call, so I, I didn't know anything about it, but I'm gonna let me, let me say what he said. Street, he says, I guess was the Zoom call with a bunch of other celebrities because Street said Cube didn't want to be lumped in with a bunch of celebrities vying for Kamala's attention. He has a proposal that deserves a serious meeting, not a Zoom call with a bunch of celebrities. Is that what that was? Like a Zoom call with other celebrities? I'm not all familiar on whether or not it was a Zoom call, okay? But this is what I'm saying. You got to step in that door some way, okay? And even he if said he, he had, talked to them already, though. Huh? He, he said he had talked to them. Oh, he said what well, he said, he talked to the uh, Democrats first, and they told him that they would talk to him again after the election. And right. then he talked to the Republicans, and uh -huh. he said that they decided to. Uh, tweak, their try, tweak, tweak their plans according to some of the things he suggested. He said yes, now he's not exactly. saying he believes Trump. He said he's not saying he believes Trump, but Trump told him he would tweak some things, and the Democrats told him after the election. That's okay, basically now listen, all listen, you said. Listen, listen to what he said. Listen to what they said, okay? The Democrats had every right to tell him after the election because there's nothing they can really do right now. They're not in power, okay? They're not in the way and they do not have the Senate. They only have the, let me finish, they only have the House. You need all three branches of power to make real change, okay? So telling him we can't do what you want us to do until after the election was a logical thing to say. What could they say at this particular point, okay? They can, if, if, they, if they did have a plan with a, 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 a Republican Senate with Mitch McConnell, you see what he does. That plan is going nowhere, all right? So I think it was reasonable of them to tell him we're going to have to wait until after the election. They weren't just telling him, you have to vote for us, but they were basically in telling defense, him. In his defense, I don't think he said it as a criticism. He just literally reported what happened, and right. everybody okay. kind of jumped on him. I'm not saying he was he like, said listen, I'm just telling you guys what happened with my plan. I am defending what he was told, okay? Okay. Now, as far as the Trump um, uh, position is concerned, <laughs> I wouldn't believe that man if he pointed to his brain and just to his forehead and swore to me there was a brain in it. Okay? He lies about every goddamn thing. The man Everything. is a psychopathic Everything. liar. He was the reason he, that I never knew that presidents were accountable for How do you words. know he's lying? His mouth is moving. Okay? <laughs> so if, if it had been me, I would have basically said, okay, I know I'm not going to get anywhere with these people because they just lied to me. They just said, nigga, you stupid. I'm going to lie to you and you'll believe it. But right. these people told me there's a chance that we can do something if we win this election. So that's my position on that. Okay, okay. I, I want to make it very clear. I am not lumping Ice Cube in with 50 pence. Okay, all right. I'm not doing that. That's all for us, motherfucker. I got mine. Y'all get yours now. I, right. I'm gonna keep track of that statement, by the way. Because I want to stay rich. He retracted no that, by the way. Y'all need to stop well, buying it. Yeah, 50 retracted that. He took, yeah, he took after it back. everybody got on his ass. After everybody got on his ass about it. <laughs> and he made that statement based on an erroneous report about what Biden's tax plan would be. He made that statement based on the fact that they said that Biden's tax plan would tax him at 62%. And that's why he said that. And as a businessman, he shouldn't have said that in any regard. In any regard. It made it, you know, he, he could have said it to his friends, but he never should have said that shit publicly. Exactly. Okay. exactly. See, that's one reason I don't tweet. 
Because once you put it out there, it's out there and you can't get it back. No, you don't tweet because you be cussing motherfuckers out and you be in arguments all damn no, day. That's why you because I be getting death threats. <laughs> you, you, be, you be on there like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> you know what? Hey, listen, listen. This is my uncle. You think I'm the only one in my family talk this way? Tiffany, there is only oh. one social media I use, and that oh, is Facebook. And the you. only reason that the only I reason I don't use <laughs> the reason um, it's Facebook is, and I'll tell, tell you something with Facebook. I've been on Facebook for about nine years. I have something like 500 followers. I have never friended anybody. People friend me, and here's the reason why: because if you are offended by what you see. Okay, you can just unfriend me, but I'm not going to friend somebody and then say stuff. It's oh, I never, I don't want him, you know. I mean, because I, I say what's on my mind. All right, that's right. Okay, and sometimes it ain't nice. <laughs> so from now on, if y'all got any complaints about what but I even what in my even the website that publishes my editorials does not have Northwestern professor down there. It says that I teach journalism. It does not say where because I don't want anything I say in what I write. To be construed as representing Northwestern. This is me. It doesn't, right. it doesn't have shit to do with Northwestern. This is right. me. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so I don't tweet because I mean I would really seriously I would get death threats. Okay. You know. More, I'd, be more tweeting to, I'd be tweeting out to Trump supporters. You know. <laughs> How long did it take you to get this fucking stupid? <laughs> Well, we'll see. We want to. Uh, I do. Want, I do want to wrap it up with you, but I do want you to just to kind of close it out. We got to. Both the people in this group are around our age. They thirty five to forty five within that general age. There are a lot of people who, who feel some baby. of the same way <laughs> that uh, I feel. So just just in closing, just in closing, I just want you to say uh, how important you think it is for people to go out there and vote. Basically, please vote. Oh God, please vote. Y'all got to vote. Number one. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm saying this as an older black American who has seen what we have gone through. It is a sin for black folks not to vote. Okay. There are people who are crying out from their graves for you to vote. People who died for you to vote. People who were lynched, who were burned, you know, little kids who were you know, just, you have to vote. You can't do, I mean, if you're a suburban little, you know, housewife, white housewife, little Susie homemaker, I don't feel like voting. That's your business. But as a black American, you have to vote. Okay, you, you you're spitting on the graves. You are pissing on the graves of the people who died for your right to vote. You have to vote. And number two, especially as African Americans, we have the ability to change policy. Okay, um, black women, especially, have gone out there and changed policy with that vote. All right, if we're not voting right now, for instance, Donald Trump can get another four years, and another four years is going to be disastrous. For everybody, but particularly for African-Americans, you think we're going to be the next ones locked up in cages. Okay? I mean that. I'm not speaking hyperbole here. All right? I'm sure he's got a plan for us, and it ain't got nothing to do with um, with, with with liberty and justice for all. Y'all need to vote. So are okay? there any specific, before you head out, anything specifically that you feel like is tied into this election that you want people to know about so they can go and have an informed vote when they go vote uh yeah yeah um health care for one okay uh which we desperately need police reform for two which we desperately need okay uh economic reform which we most definitely need i'd like to see 
uh, Ice Cube's plan put in place. And I don't, I don't care what Trump said, he's not going to do it. But I do believe, you know, if he was talking to people like Kamala Harris, for instance, okay, with the influence of people like the Obamas, that there's a possibility that that might happen. All right. I really think that if we want the progress that we have made, and we have made progress, it's been set back to an extent because of four years of Donald Trump and also the, the, the uh, pandemic he mismanaged. But this is the one thing I wanted to say, and I'm going to make this point in the, um, the editorial I write. Black folks are constant, black Americans are constantly criticized for what we haven't achieved. We have more education, we own more, and we spend more than any group collective group of black people in any African, South American, or Caribbean country. And we have political influence. That's how we got a, a black man in the White House. We're the most powerful black folks on the face of the earth. And we built this country. Okay? So when people talk about how lazy we are and how we don't want to achieve, y'all can kiss my ass. All right? That's not true. Okay? So what we need to do is to prove it and go on out there because we have to constantly prove it. But nobody's going to come to me and tell me, oh, black folks are lazy and you're not, you're not ambitious. That's bullshit. We bullshit. are ambitious. And here's the thing that we've achieved more than anything else. God damn it, we survived. We are still here, okay, after what we've been through. And we need to let people know we are still here. You know, at Northwest, let me just say this one thing. Suppose you're someone, a little white kid who's been raised by some racist mother, mother or father or grandparents. Niggas this, niggas that, never listen to what they say. And then you're the first kid to go to college. Isn't that wonderful? Everybody's patting you on the back and you got into Northwestern. How wonderful. Our son is going to Northwestern. You walk into Northwestern classroom, the first motherfucker you see is me. I know that's right. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. There needs to be more of that. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Thank you thank, so much thank for, you coming Steve for coming on. Here. on. This has been amazing. Seriously, you have spoke a word. Our viewers are loving it. So we might have right. to have you back on here. Oh, I'd love to. You know, I'm up with my mouth. Have to do a post election show and and see what happens. If it's Biden, we can talk some good stuff. If it's Trump, we got a bunch of cussing to do. Well, I got to ask what I'm going to be doing on uh, election night. I said drinking champagne if he loses. <laughs> champagne and Jack Daniels if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. I love you. I appreciate you for coming right. on, man. Thanks nice meeting you. Thank you. Yes, you too. Have a good Bye -bye. night. Thank you. Right, have a good night, Unc. <laughs> man, Unc is the truth, man. Hashtag replace Lance. Y'all love that hashtag. That's y'all favorite hashtag. That will get me the fuck up out of here one way or another, huh? Yeah, we need Uncle Stefan up here. Uncle Stefan came here with the Cat Williams picture. He here looking like Candyman. I love it. Hey, I told you, Joey, you don't play, Joey. That fucking go hard, G. Now y'all see how I talk? You can imagine what our family get-togethers be like, boy. I'm sure. We're going to have to do a podcast straight for that, for Thanksgiving. Boy, Yo, we done had some knockdown drag out sometime out of the crib going there. You know, my, and I, I'll be going at it with him, but yeah, you know, it's, I know everybody want to talk politics. I give, we give the people what they want. As you see, I kind of stay quiet for a lot of it. I just ain't really into politics. That ain't my thing. I'm a skeptic. Everybody know that shit. I don't believe, I don't believe none of that shit he was talking about. I told, I told to his face all the time. All that shit you talking about, great. I don't believe none of that shit. That's just me, though. I don't fuck you politics. He is a wealth of knowledge, and he has hey. oh. and and history 
to to speak on what he's talking about. So he Dude. ain't just he ain't just pulled that shit out of his ass. One of my he favorite human beings. What are you talking about? Like <laughs> my uncle, one of my favorite people. I love my uncle, but shit, we just don't agree. And it is what it is. But love my uh, keep keep in mind how small my family is. I told you. I got one of the smallest families you've ever heard of. I have one first cousin in my entire family. Wow. One. My mother had one sister who had one son. My father had one brother, and you just met him, and he don't have no kids. Wow. That's it. Wow. That is it. Well, we, I would love, I know you don't like talking politics, but I would love to have him on again, Um, maybe right after the election oh, or later. Or maybe it don't even have to be about politics. He's a wealth of knowledge. You know, he can inform us on a bunch of stuff. So that was awesome. Thank you for uh for bringing him on. Oh, yeah, I love my uncle. I know he go hard. That's why I was like, man, I'm just, I told you when I brought him on, he going to say what he going to say. Now, he ain't going to parch it. God damn it. He going to bob it off. So, like I said, you know, now y'all see where I get it from. So, next time y'all don't like what the fuck I said, inbox my uncle. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> on real. But anyway, so now we're going to go from the ugly, ugly politics, god damn it, to some real ugly shit. Yeah. Nah, I've debated a lot. How I want to approach this subject, but I don't want to get too personal. I'm gonna keep it general. While 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 getting somewhat personal, I'm gonna keep it general. So we're talking about toxic relationships, and I mean, you can have a toxic relationship with anybody, friend, family member, but I'm talking about boyfriend or girlfriend. And I'm talking about the type of toxic relationship in which you don't necessarily leave. The ones you stick around. Now, I can personally say I've been in two of those. Uh, and it's the crazy part is after you from the after you get out the bitches. And I don't know, Tiff, if you've ever been in one. Ooh. But after you get out, it is extraordinarily difficult to figure out why the fuck you was in it. <laughs> like, that's the craziest part about the because I, I, I bragged that I had a very good. No, we've had this conversation. I had a very good history of picking women. You call me picky. I tend to not take risk and take chances, so I haven't had a ton of bad uh, stories. Like, I don't got a ton of bullshit in my life when it comes to women. I've had two toxic relationships, and I'm telling you, Joe, like, them motherfuckers, I, the way you stay in them motherfuckers where you know better, it's, all that shit, it's, a, it's, a, it's something addicting about that shit. Yes, yes. It's something addicting about the because fuck shit. Because toxic people are very manipulative and they, they manipulate you into being addicted to them, into overlooking their flaws and focusing on the positives. But keep going. But I don't think it's just that. Because that's true. It's not just that, but that's a huge But it's something it. within you that you like that shit. Whatever the fuck it is. It's of something about they whatever they do. You. No, 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 no. Because see... I'm not gonna take away what you said and say that don't happen. But we grown motherfuckers, Joe, and that whole whatever happened was all on them, I can't abide. It's something in you in which you actually enjoy what is happening. It's not all manipulation. You make decisions to go back to this situation often, over and over again. And then every time you go back, it ain't a manipulation because sometimes when I say you're going back, it ain't necessarily that you left. You could just leave for the night. Knowing you should go back tomorrow. And you go back. And you call again. And you text again. And you be like, you can hang up the phone. But like, why am I calling this motherfucker? And then you call again. 
Like, Joe, that shit addicted. That shit, yeah. I'm trying to tell you. You get addicted to the drama a little bit. But it's, it makes you ask yourself and why. What What is it about you? We'll say it again. I was saying in the highs and the lows. What, would you, what was the question? I want to hear the question. Like, it got, you got to always figure out what is it about you. So I, w- I went through some bullshit. I went through two, I told you. My, my, my marriage turned toxic. And I didn't leave for quite a while. Then I had another toxic relationship. There, it wasn't a long relationship. But I dealt with the woman knowing she was fucked up. And I kept fucking with her. And I paid for that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then I looked back and be like, Joe, why I do that? Now, I actually analyzed both my situations and figured it out. One was easy to figure out. One was hard. But while I was in it, boy, did my, I was rationalizing everything. <laughs> you couldn't tell me shit. Yep. I had it all figured out. Come on, yep. boy, like, Joe, why are you doing? I got an answer for everything. Like, Joe, you, yep. that's why I say it ain't all manipulation. You manipulate your motherfucking self. You talk yourself well, that, into a lot of them that's decisions. Part, but that's part of the manu- And I'm not trying to take away from our choices and whatever. But if you if you learn more about how the, how a lot of toxic people operate, that's part of the manipulation. They gaslight you and they feed your ego. They know how to be the person that you want. They read you. And so they become a lot of what you like. That's why it's addictive because they, they presenting things that are kind of hard to come back sometimes, or they got some they they good qualities be extremely good, and so they make you overlook that's true. the bad. And then when you start, your intuition start peeping in, or you start seeing some things, or something ain't right, they know how to gaslight you, gaslight and make you second guess yourself. And then Luanda said too, she said it's the thrill of the adrenaline rush too. Yeah, it's a lot like I can admit the one I had with my ex wife. It was not the same as the one I had with the other chick. And I will admit, part of the rush with dealing with the other chick was thinking I could control her craziness. That's, that's I guess that's be. ego too. Yeah. Like, nah, yeah. I got I got this yep. crazy motherfucker. Like, yep. don't worry, I got this. Because niggas, listen, niggas, they don't like to admit it. I ain't gonna say a lot of men, a lot of men do like crazy, but for a vast majority of us, it don't scare us. It don't bother us like that. Mm-hmm. Depending on how much you feel. Like, motherfucker can be out, right? I see this happen too many times. Motherfucker can be out, see a little chick or something, and your mans may know her from a situation. Man, you see shorty, man, shorty this and what they win. I, I got another one. All right, Joe, my man used to fuck with her. Shorty, shorty fuck around, got mad at dude, and, and uh, burnt up all his clothes and shit. Like, nigga, what? And what's yeah, she say? She found she out who walked the way she ain't gonna do it. Joe, that, that nigga be like, shit, she can burn my shit. Look at that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, say it right, all right. funny, but in his head, he be like, nah, I ain't gonna have it with me. He was a fuck boy or a lame, or I ain't gonna give her that kind of access or whatever. Or I'm gonna go fuck with her for a little bit. And then yep. four months later, right. now you got a blazing inferno in your motherfucking ass. <laughs> right with this shit. Worse than, worse than what she did to the other motherfucker. Man, I'm telling you, that shit, niggas be like, be like that's nothing. Like that's so, nothing. Terrell, Terrell says, Lance, how did you deal? How did you deal with what was in you to move out those situations? And can you recognize toxic toxic situations easier now? So here's the thing. One, I've always been great at recognizing why the the, the one I got into that wasn't my marriage. My marriage wasn't always toxic. Actually, it kind of was, even before we got married. But I typically have avoided that in my life. 
You know what I'm saying? My ex-wife was expect with a different thing, Joe. Like, I ain't gonna lie, she just had something on it, nigga. Like to this day, it's, it's I really can't tell you exactly what attracted me to her, but that shit was strong than a motherfucker boy, cause. I used to break up with her and, and chase her ass back down all the time. Like, I couldn't get enough of her. Before we got married, like, Joe, she had me. Dude. Like, I was acting stupid because I was young. You know what I'm saying? But our shit was toxic. The way I behaved was toxic. The, I'll tell you something toxic I used to do. Because no key, your ass toxic too. I used to be. <laughs> I used to be very toxic. And I and this is like answer Terrell's question. This is something I recognize about myself as a younger man. And my homies who know me know I had this happen. I used to always break up with chicks all the you time, a lot, and I didn't realize till I got older why. And I figured out ego. It was control. Like in my mind, and I know y'all gonna laugh at me. I always get y'all shit to laugh at me about, but fuck whatever. <laughs> in my mind, when I was younger, by breaking up with her, I was punishing her because she can't have me. You don't like what the fuck I'm talking about? Fuck out. Right. You want fuck out. You mad at me? Oh, you, you that you that mad? Oh, you that mad? Leave. Be. Right. Because not so being with me, it's, it's the worst thing that can happen. So as mad as you is, but you you gonna not be with me? Don't worry about it. Bounce. And that shit used to work. So so I didn't I didn't realize until I got older. Like after I had kids, it started to shut out. Like damn, that's a fucked up way to treat a motherfucker. Yeah. Situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man. Oh, that was my answer for everything, Joe. If you don't like it, kick rocks. Quick. I was worse than Martin, Joe. I was no kicking motherfuckers out the creed. Even my roommate, who you know how wild he used to be, so looking at me like, nigga, you OC. Like, why are you doing your girl? Like, I was like, ego, Joe. Straight ego. And toxic as fuck. Toxic as fuck. I, I ain't realized that shit until I got That's a way later in life. It's a very toxic move because it's almost like a bitch check. Like, like you gonna get in line with it? If you got a problem, you can't. Don't ever. And because because what's gonna happen is she ain't gonna never want to bring any issue up no more because that's gonna be the response. So she's just gonna deal with your shit. No, she left my. She knows she don't like it, and that's <laughs> not fair because everybody got issue. Nobody's perfect in a relationship, and you should be able to communicate the, your wants and your likes and your dislikes and have a conversation about it. But if a motherfucker said he hit you with the well, fuck you if you don't like it. Or gaslight you in some way to make you think that you tripping for thinking like that, then you know. Anyway. Yeah, she got tired of my shit and bounced. Yeah. And you know who it is. You know what I'm talking about too. You know the one I was in love yeah. with, goddamn. And, and, and that that hurt your soul because you thought what? you was in control. <laughs> oh, hey, that hurt my motherfucking soul. That shit took me years to get over that shit. I'm telling you, Joe. And know how I ended? <laughs> For that exact reason. Ego move. She was out doing something. Didn't do what she said she's going to do. I call on it. Like I'm a daddy or some shit. Right, she's like, right. nigga, fuck out of here. I ain't trying to, whatever, do what I won't do. Oh, yeah? It's over. Yeah, next day, nah, baby, I ain't mean it. She's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's over. You're right. It's over. Done. Stick what? With it. Whole whole heart fell out my body. Like right then and there, like you don't really mean that, do you? Like, nah, nah, you moving shit. Like, you ain't gonna take me back, like for real? Like, nah, nah. Yeah, nope. Done. For good. Over. Hey man, got tired of that shit. So so Streety say he love a crazy chick. I can only fuck with them when Streety on sale, though. Nothing make being with the shits the shit like a crazy chick. They have a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 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 what they say is all fun till it ain't fun no more. 
Luana it's not until they fall no more, bro. Like that crazy shit be cool until you until you can't handle it or it go too crazy. Luanda said, Lance, that's a very Virgo controlling trait. Yep. Y'all Virgos are something else. <laughs> I grew out of that shit. I grew out of that shit. I grew out of a lot of them. Lot, Wendell lot, said, I'm glad you did. realized that you were an ain't shit ass nigga. <laughs> First of all, I'd, I'd freely tell a motherfucker I wasn't shit. You know me, Tim. I ain't yeah. never. I, I used to be a scumbag. Like, I, I used to be a scumbag. I ain't gonna lie to you, goddammit. I ain't shame enough. I ain't proud of it. Like I said, if I had sons, I would never. I used to tell people all the time. When I was younger, when I was in my teens, I'd be like, yeah, I want my son to be a player like me. Ooh, I'd be As an older man, if I had a son, I would not be on that. I just I had a conversation with I think with those them. girls softened you up, too, because now you know how men would treat them. And it, it give you a different perspective. I think God do that on purpose. I, they softened you a bit. I ain't saying that was the only reason. I'm not going to get, you know what I'm saying? But I think that definitely plays a part, you know what I'm saying? Because you're, especially because of the type of dad you are, how close you are to your girls, and, you know. But I'll be honest with you. It wasn't, it's not necessarily the girls. What softened what what softened me up was throughout all my bullshit, I never really had to pay a penalty for it. Never got caught doing that. So when you constantly get away with shit, right? You don't really develop a conscience because you like ain't nobody getting hurt from my actions. I told you when I used to move around, I never dog women out. I never treated women badly. The only chick I was really lying to is probably my girlfriend, but the other chicks, I used to tell them the truth. So, like, they were signing on for So I, my bullshit wasn't coming back as a, as a I, wasn't, I didn't have to pay for it. And I had to pay for it twice in my life. Both times, I, I hated the feeling of hurting someone that badly. So I never really wanted to do that shit anyway. So my scumbag was only when I didn't have to pay a cost for it, because I don't like hurting women. Like, I've never... I don't deal well with hurting women. I don't deal well with their tears, period. Like, a chick crying in front of me, I ain't gonna lie. It turned me into a pump. I'll keep it a buck with you. You crying in front of me, you can soften me up real quick. I ain't gonna say you're gonna get your way, but I'm definitely backing the fuck down. Right, like, yeah, I'm, right. I, I, I'm, 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 oh, baby, don't be, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, man, I'm, 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 I'm soft, calm, what your buddy said, soft, I'm soft, you know what I'm saying, fuck it. <laughs> so Tyra, Tyra asks, "Why do you say you used to be toxic? How can you discern that you aren't anymore?" Oh no, nah, I ain't on that shit. I ain't on that shit. I don't, I don't do shit like that. I self-examine all the time. I know, I, I know my flaws. I'm very aware of my flaws. You can call me on my bullshit. I won't deflect. I honor it. I own up. I'm accountable. I ain't saying I'm perfect. And I still fuck up. You know what I'm saying? I'm try. You know what I'm saying I try to do. I'm a much better person. I used to intentionally like. I was I was gonna be on some bullshit no matter what, no matter who the chick was, it ain't matter. But I'm older now, I'm 42 years old. Like, man, I mean, some niggas keep with the shits. Like, I don't really have that desire to do that no more. Like, I want to relax. The shits come with a lot of stress and energy. Shit, the shits are expensive. <laughs> it costs money to be with the shits, time. I ain't got that for a motherfucker no more. Yeah. Don't. Okay. Kay Alexis says, how you made it to the age you are now without having hot grits thrown on you is a miracle in and of itself. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, man, I wasn't out here fucking motherfuckers over, man. Like, for, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Tiff, you know me. Like, what you ain't, we were down to school together for years. You ain't hear about a whole bunch of fuck shit your boy was on. You probably yeah. hardly heard my name at all. Nah. I, and everybody knew who I was. You telling me some of the stuff. I'm like, I didn't know that. I just thought she was with, you know. The one so everybody was like that. I, 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 mean, I, I would never know wild ass. 
Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Now, I said I knew you were flirtatious, but not like you know what I'm saying, like out here just doing shit. So you ain't you, yeah, you ain't had no toxic shit, Tim. I know I don't. You what was your oh, toxic shit? Man, I don't even know if you want to even hear the stories about what your girl done been through. I had a lot. No, of I want to hear about your toxic shit, not the niggas you was with. What was your you had you you ain't had no toxic shit, Tim. No, you, I am a get out, okay. Get out of here. I do nothing but bring lovely energy and positive vibes. I mean, to be honest, not really. I'm when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? When I ain't know no damn better, you know, I used to be like you breaking up with motherfuckers as soon as I meet somebody else. Well, different. I'll break up, I'll meet somebody else. I wouldn't eat, I just ghost them. We be in a whole relationship. They just won't hear from me no more. You know what I'm saying? But and you gonna sure. just say you ain't had nothing toxic. That's fucking awful. <laughs> I was young. You, you young, you don't know no better. You know what I'm saying? You just doing stupid shit. Most of my know. shit was when I was young too. Nah, nigga, you carry that shit well to your 30s. Sit your ass out here. But I was I more I was more of a toxic magnet, man. I got some stories for your ass. I had a, like you talked about, I had a dude that was super crazy. This dude fucked my crib up, like vandalized my crib. I call, he, called, he called the police on himself. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. What you mean? What you mean he called the police on himself? We got into it. And you know what I'm saying? I I like jab. I I ain't gonna lie. I think I smacked him in the face. Or some shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was mad because he like he. Was, you ain't weak. That shit probably hurt. Goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, he was one of them. Like you know, like you confront a person and they ain't trying to. They not gonna even admit. It's just like so. I did it. So what? You know, real asshole type shit. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker just went nuts and just started tearing my fucking crib up. Like I had to, I had like so bad that I had to file a claim through my renter's insurance. That's how much this dude fucked my crib up. And so then he called the police. What what was you doing while he was doing that? Just standing there, just watching him go ape shit? Yeah, because what could I do? I mean, I was trying to get him to stop, but then he was pushing me. Like it then it became a domestic situation. He ain't pushing me or nothing, but yeah, he was pushing the shit out of me very aggressively, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? So then he he picks up the phone. He called the police on himself. And I don't I, understand he, that part. He called, but I hung the phone up. But I guess once the police get that call, they should Yeah, 911, yeah. So, by that time... Oh, I skipped the whole part. Yeah, what was he... I don't understand what he called the police for. I skipped the part. I skipped the part. I skipped the part. So okay. He... I, he took my cell phone, went out on my balcony. I'm trying to get my phone back. He was able to run back in the crib, locked me out on the balcony. I can't get any back into this my crib. He don't live it. <laughs> so guess what your girl had to do? I had to kick my door down to like literally kick the door down to get back in the house. Glass? It was no, it was just like a, a door. No, it wasn't glass. Okay, okay. It was, but I mean, like, right? You have to really kick. It's a door. I had to kick the door now to get back in. So now I'm heated because I just had to use whole crib. So I come in there and just start beating his ass like boom. <laughs> 
So I guess this the same dude that tore your crib up. I guess this. Yeah, this is all the same day. This is all the same. This all happened in one day. <laughs> Hold on, what happened first? To throw you outside or to tear your crib up? Tearing my crib up. And then he snatched my phone and went. Oh, wait, wait. So he he tore your crib up and threw you out your old shit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so so I come back. reverse Martin you? Man. So I come in the crib. I'm boop, boop, boop. So then, you know, he hit me back or nothing. He just pushed me. But then somehow he picked up the phone. He called the police. I hung it up. So eventually I got him to leave. We, I, we not knowing the police was going to come. So this dude got to be two, he at least two blocks down the street by the time the police come. He come back. Like, come back down the street. Like, yeah, I'm the person y'all looking for. <laughs> man, man, you, I'm telling the police, I don't want him to go to jail. I just want him to leave. This nigga you turned himself in twice. That nigga really wanted to go to jail. He must have had no place to leave. That nigga must have been homeless. <laughs> no, he wasn't. And so he that like needed three hot to the cot. Man, I mean he was he 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 ain't had it wasn't that he had no place to live, but yeah, he wasn't complete. He, he damn near was a bum. So that's the last yeah. time you seen him. So he did so look, that's what I'm saying. Toxic. We was back together a couple months later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. I fucking love it. It's not just me. Yes. It's not just me. I feel so good now. I have family now. We're kin. No. Yeah. So I was young. I went through some shit. I mean, I got some more stories. That's the most extreme. That's I ain't got nothing like what? Well, <laughs> I have had the police. Called on me. It's kind of like your story. It ended up being called on her. Right, you know right, right, right. And you was also all one of my to go. Yeah, to jail. yeah. Motherfucker called the police on me, and I it ended up being like officer. I don't want to go to jail. Just and I at home. I don't want to go. Listen, I don't want to be the nigga that lock a black woman. I don't want to lock nobody up, especially a black person and especially a black woman. And it's fucked up. When a motherfucker doing they damnedest to try to hurt you, and now you in position to and fuck them get, over, and you, and you, you still, still back off, yep. and they still try to fuck you over. Yep. So that's why now, you luckily can't get, for me. So that, that's why you can't give people no other chances, which is why now you may understand why I gave you the advice that I did when I gave it to you, because I already know how that shit go. You know what I'm saying? But right, 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 right. You live and you learn. You live and you learn. Oh, you did tell me that way back then. Cause I know. You so did. I know. And I'm you like, so did. Don't so good, though. take no chances. But we know we live and we, we learn. Seriously. We ain't gonna talk about that. A, a, a K say, yeah, I have never been in any type of craziness like this. Whatever type of sex is, I don't want it. <laughs> So she don't want no sex that good to make you keep going back like that, huh? Hey, yeah, man. Seriously. You know, but hey, it was man. a situation where I feel bad for the and, and you uh somebody right, Tina said that ain't toxic, that's mentally ill. You absolutely yeah. right. That per, that that guy that I deal with, be, and I knew it, and I felt bad for him. It's kind of like what you said. You stick you you just at a certain point it became more like I was a caretaker because I more so feel bad for him because I knew his background and all of that. But after a while, it shouldn't come at the expense of your happiness. You know what See, I'm saying? See, mine, mine, 
mine was always, I'm admit, it was a lot of ego because I knew what the fuck was going on. I just kept thinking I could fucking control it. Like I kept thinking the crazy ain't gonna bother me because I'm gonna keep it at a minimal. Like I'm a man, like literally, I'm like a fucking like like I'm like I'm a manager. Like, like we got a group. <laughs> like all I gotta do is this and say yeah. this, this, and kind of treat it this way, and then she won't wild out on a nigga, and then yeah. I can get all the shit I want, and it won't mean nothing. But see, this the problem, and this is this is the and I'm pretty sure you're gonna agree with this. And I have found this out when you. I've only dealt with one crazy motherfucker. My ex-wife, we had a toxic relationship, but that was on both of us. Neither one of us crazy. We just both wasn't going about it the right way. Right. She ain't crazy. This chick crazy. Understand that. And when you deal with a crazy motherfucker, there is no clean exit. A clean exit does not exist. It's like you can't get out of a gang. You got to get jumped out. When you yep. deal with a crazy <laughs> motherfucker, you got to yep. get jumped out. It's a right out. of passage. He, she gonna put you through some shit. And then the reason they're gonna put you through shit, because in their mind, you don't get to leave my crazy ass. Exactly. I only get to leave you. Cause they crazy. So I never, ever, ever think. And I remember I always say we have a conversation like, why won't I date a stripper? And I say I ain't into taking risk and shit like that. And you see, every now and then a risk will come along. Depending on and, to but, teach you but, why you shouldn't take them, <laughs> and that's see exactly that's why I don't take risks ordinarily. I don't fuck with chicks with blatant red flags and y'all ask you too judgmental. No, nigga, when you see them that early, that is a sign telling you to run. Ain't a red flag; it's a green light. Run, nigga, and that's normally what I do. Yeah, in the time I didn't. Oh, man, that shit paid. Oh, my God, that shit. So the amount of frustration and irritation and shit that was caused by this one individual for nothing. And listen, the funny part is, I ain't gonna tell y'all the whole story. Did that make me look even worse? I look even less intelligent. No, no. Go to the grave. Listen, y'all, y'all laughing at me now. Y'all gonna literally question my IQ if I tell you the rest. Like, like I'm good. I just die with it. Cause Ron on here, he said chick called the police on me. Said she was scared I was gonna whoop her ass when she was the one tripping. They made me leave. Chick called me, apologizing, begging for me to come back before I, I even got home. Yep, I went back. Chick was crazy, and she was sitting on a bomb. Hey, the crazy bitch pussy is only second to pregnant pussy. Pregnant oh, pussy, the world's greatest. It's the world's greatest. You don't know, I'm telling you now. You heard it here first. If you did, pregnant is nothing on earth better than pregnant pussy. But right behind pregnant pussy, it's crazy, is crazy pussy. Cause you know why? Crazy bitches also have a crazy desire to please you. That's what I'm telling you. And they give you porn star sex. They do crazy shit in bed. They make the noises that niggas like. They get ahead. That's why we love them. They nuts. All the shit that other chicks don't necessarily want to go. Like, they don't give a fuck. The bitch crazy. Like, other chicks, they care. You know right. what I'm saying? She don't care. 
Okay, you throw ass against the wall. She wants you to hit the other right. wall with it. Right, right. Yeah, right. no, they like all that wild right. shit. Choke the shit out the bitch. She dead that kid. She about to die. She like, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, they love all that shit. Yeah. Every nigga that tell you, I ain't gonna lie, crazy bitch pussy is fat. But the penalty for that motherfucker, boy, woo, that's a harsh so, penalty to pay. So Stephanie said you gotta make leaving, because you I know you were saying how has hard to leave. You can't just leave. She said you gotta make leaving their ideal. That's how you get away from a crazy motherfucker. You gotta make it seem like it's their ideal that y'all breaking up. Listen, all them strategies sound great. <laughs> <laughs> you a logical person trying to <laughs> apply logic. So ain't no logic work with them. They crazy. You think your logical ass conversation gonna work with this crazy <laughs> motherfucker? You listen, listen. Let me tell you about what a crazy motherfucker is. I'm explaining to you in case y'all don't understand. I'm gonna give you a situation that happened to me. Fucking with a chick. I don't know what we was upset about, but I text her in the morning. Okay. She responded back. She didn't like what I had to say. I didn't feel like getting into it. I went about my day. Okay. But we communicated. Keep in mind, we communicated in the morning. Later that day, I call her. She doesn't answer. And responds back with a text like, what? Like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, you rejecting my calls? I text her back, cool. Go about my day. Like, you not answer my call, text me back, what the fuck? Go about my day, right? Later that night, she pissed. I was at a cousin's house, and I didn't realize I didn't have no reception on my phone because I'm having a good fucking time with my family. I got my kids with me, my brother, his kids. I'm at my cousin's house. We had a good time. So when I finally get upstairs, I'm like, damn, I didn't realize I ain't had receptions. I got a million phone calls, right? Texting, whatever. She going to fuck off. Keep in mind, I still haven't realized yet that I didn't have reception. Like, I didn't realize she all these calls, right? I'm, it's like it's every, all the information coming to her at once while she right, blowing right, my right, phone right, up. Right. Literally, as soon as I got reception, the phone rang. So I'm like, why the fuck is you? Who up? Whatever. I, I don't answer the phone. I hang up. I ain't doing this. I'm with my kids. I ain't arguing with your motherfucking ass in front of my right. kids. And shit. Fuck out of here. Be click. Wake up the next morning. Situation doesn't happen. I was unaware of the situation. There's an emergency. I show up to render support. When I get there, this motherfucker is cussing me out. Do you want to know why? She says I disappeared on her for 24 hours. I say, excuse me? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I talked to you this morning. Right. You ain't talked to me. I ain't heard from you in 24 hours. Uh, We text. I called. You, you denied right. the call. They didn't text me and ask me what? She's like, that ain't communication. Bitch, you text me whole fucking paragraphs. Cussing me out on a regular basis. That's communication then. When you want to send me these fucking novels. And right. they get mad because I don't want to respond to your 37 <laughs> bullet points. God damn it. <laughs> that ain't that community. But now, now that ain't community. And listen, when I brought up what I did, she act like I never said it. That's crazy. She wasn't arguing with me. At one point, like, fuck that. That text didn't happen. The call didn't happen. Fuck what you said. You disappeared for 24 hours and demanded <laughs> that I act guilty. <laughs> I'm looking around like, I'm like, are we having like, I don't know how to respond anymore. I'm really looking at it like, I don't know what to say to you. You keep telling me I disappeared for 24 mm -hmm. hours after fucking talking to me. Right, right. What are you doing? After you deny wanting to talk to me. <laughs> Bro, I'm just, I'm just staring at her like, but, I, 
Look, <laughs> look, all the women laughing because they done all did that shit. <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That was y'all on. All I see is is laughing emojis. Motherfucker, I see. That's fucked up. That was y'all do. You're telling me she ain't crazy and this is regular. How <laughs> <laughs> the, the fuck y'all do this for me, y'all? This regular shit. Because I'm looking at this motherfucker like you a fucking alien, motherfucker. Fuck happened to you? I was so I was listen. The level of frustration. <laughs> of a motherfucker telling you you disappeared after right, literally having right, time. Right, right, and she right. was hot, Jomi. She was hot. Like, literally, I just showed up 24 hours later after having never spoken to her. Right. I was right. amazed. <laughs> Is this the I'm same not at person? a loss of words often. What you say? Listen, I already told you, I've only dealt with one <laughs> crazy person. Oh, just Lord. I will tell a chick, I will stop fucking with a chick for nothing. Like, I've stopped fucking with chicks because they joked around about being jealous and possessive. Just bounce. I ain't got time, Joe. I ain't got time. I don't. I don't want to find out if you ain't bullshitting. The joke sounded real sincere. You ain't laugh enough when you said it or something. I don't know. I'm just cool. I'm scared of what, listen. Y'all, when, when women go crazy, you know why it's scary for a man? We don't have a lot of recourse. If a man is fucking with me, I can knuckle that nigga up or something. Right, right. Now what right. I do to a woman going nuts? Like if she's screaming and yelling at me, any response from me make me look bad. Right. Yeah. If she's trying to hit me, goddamn it, like I ain't no little nigga, but it ain't like a ain't like sometimes women be like feel like cause you big, you don't feel pain. No, I feel it, motherfucker. Like I ain't gonna that shit don't feel great. Right. I can take it, but it I don't. It don't feel good when you smacking me and scratching me and shit. Sitting there trying to hold you the fuck off and you screaming and kicking. <laughs> I've had a chick try to jump out of a moving car on me. What the fuck? Drunk. Drunk out of her mind. Accusing me of cheating. I'm like, cheating? I'm with you. I'm, like, I'm picking you up. What are you talking about? I know you're another bitch. That, what do you mean? I'm here at the club to get you. When did I cheat? In between that club and here? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But she's but why drunk. Why is she trying to jump out the car, though? Because I wouldn't let her out the car. She said she's going to get home on her own. I'm like, you drunk? I'm not letting you go home on your own. I'm not letting you out the car in the middle of fucking downtown to get a taxi or whatever the fuck. Because at this time, this is early 2000s. Like, I'll leave you downtown to do what? You drunk as shit, I'm just going to leave you on the street. No, motherfucker, I'm taking you home. Period. Ain't nothing to talk about. She was she wasn't on that, but she was super drunk. We on the e-way. She tried to jump out the car on the e-way. I take the oh fucking seatbelt and listen. She was kicking me and scratching me. I take the seatbelt and wrap it around the uh the handle on the on the on the passenger side and lock that bitch in with my arm <laughs> and drive like this. She was so motherfucking drunk, she was she didn't remember that shit. If I told her not, she'd swear I was lying. This is oh, years ago. She was just she never did like this in her life, but she right, was right, super she was drunk. drunk. Right. Oh, right. she was Earl like a motherfucker. She was like, motherfucker. We didn't know how dare was drunk, but I don't yeah. think she realized we was on the E-way though. She might have done. Like no, I'm doing six. I'm so glad you cared. You ain't just oh, had no, a, <laughs> hey, I've seen women do a lot. Listen, when y'all say black men don't protect black women, I've seen black women do a lot <laughs> of wild shit and niggas shield them from the bullshit. Especially yeah. in college. I've seen a lot. I've seen chick do shit. The shit y'all women ain't like that. Yes, they are. 
<laughs> and you know, they, they're not your friends, but they exist. Yeah. <laughs> and niggas love them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they do shit, and they get in fucked up situations, and niggas be having to intervene. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole toxic thing, hopefully we live and we learn, right? You know, everybody got to go through the rite of passage of at least... You said what? You know, uh, Robert didn't say what about crazy men? Uh, well, I had a toxic... Well, I had a friend... Tell the whole crazy man story. Hey, <laughs> I, had a, I got a, a former homie who is as toxic as they come. And it is Tiffany's former homie, too. I don't want to say former homie because we ain't got no malice against this man. He cool. But I don't think either one of us communicate with him. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay, let's put it like that. We don't communicate with him. But this nigga? Yeah, he's toxic central. This nigga would cheat on his girl so all the time. Get caught multiple times. And when she leave him, he would take back everything he bought her. Oh my God. Hey, one time he <laughs> she lived across the street. Now I know he ain't shit, right? So I know what's going on. And this nigga's coming back with bags. He got groceries. That nigga took back his steaks. <laughs> oh my God. He sound like Kevin Harding. <laughs> and this nigga he emptied out her freezer. <laughs> Taking you took the steaks? This nigga yeah. took his any clothes he bought her, jewelry, whatever he bought. And then when she and come to our crib, he the one did her bogus. He did super bogus. <laughs> Multiple times. She is a she is the essence of a victim. You know what I'm saying? This nigga, listen, we ain't shit. His friends are telling him, Joe, you wild. Right, right. When a bunch of ain't shit niggas is putting you on like nigga, we not even applauding this nigga. We like, yo. Yeah, that's next level. What? Chill out. Right. Nigga. Yeah. But, and when she yeah. came back to try to get all her shit, he was not having it. <laughs> he exactly. loved to nothing. Exactly. That's why he got his uh, come up thing. Remember the huh? uh, remember the car chase? <laughs> we ain't going there because we gotta go. It's now the, the car chase. What car at Northern? No. You don't know the story about when the girl stole his car? We gotta talk offline. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I heard this. <laughs> I don't heard a lot of shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you ain't Skilly ain't never told Skilly was there. Nah. We're now, about I don't really have too many conversations about him. I, 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 since we ain't cool, I just kind of don't, don't ask him about him. I just but mind that my story business. So wow, I'm surprised you ain't never heard it because it's. I'm about to hear it now. Hey, we got to go. Shit. Hey, I appreciate y'all as always. God damn it, for checking us out tonight. You know what I'm saying? Thanks, um, hey. for coming in and educating us and putting us on point about this vote thing. Make sure y'all vote because next week, what's that? That's the fourth, right? That's voting day. Yeah, third, I think I'm gonna try to get third. in and vote early. It's a I'm, third, I'm gonna go right? ahead and vote. Next I really don't want to. So I really so don't I want to, but I'm gonna go ahead and vote. No, nah, you gotta do it, man. I am. So next show is gonna be after that. So we, we got are, some. Uh, don't we ain't gonna say it. Next okay. show gonna be. But uh, don't forget subscribe on YouTube. and part my ugly Instagram page. Part my ugly Spotify. All your DSPs. Part my ugly. Fuck with us. I got some shit coming out for y'all soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I appreciate y'all for checking in with us tonight. We love y'all as always. Ooh. Tiff, don't you get off this line. I need to hear this shit. Yeah, right. I love y'all.
Good night. All right, see y'all. <laughs>